Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It does upset a lot of VAs that they're still considered as just a secretary. But, you know, we could sit there and get upset about it or do something about it. What matters most? It's different for everyone. You're listening to Short Black with me, Sandra Sully. Good women, great chat. The role of an EA is one you don't hear too much about. So what is it they do? Basically, they're the glue that holds a business together. The keeper of all secrets. Just don't ever call them a secretary. This is Demetra Sagrafis the Executive Manager of the EA Circle. Dee, thanks so much for joining us here on Short Black. Now, what is the EA Circle? In a nutshell, our beautiful EA Circle is a place where it's no longer have to be lonely at the top for senior EAs. We come together in a confidential environment where we share, reflect, learn and leverage from each other. And for me to have access as an executive assistant with so much experience to CEO thought leadership, For me, the key to understand how executives think, what keeps them up at night. How can I think more strategically as an EA to add even more value to the business? Those conversations that come out of the EA circle has given me that leverage and has helped me to take my career to a whole new level. What many people don't know, Dee, is that I started out professionally, really, as an EA. And I think EAs are the most underestimated cog in the business wheel. They are the best kept secret in the business world. And the big misconception is, you know, there's still talk of them being the office secretary. Now, being an EA is so much more than that. I mean, I think these days the EA is really the CEO's business manager. Fair call? Oh, Absolutely, Sandra. As as you know, Sandra, John Karagunas, who started the EA Circle, who's my wonderful boss, often says the EAs are definitely the superheroes without capes. <laughs> it's a role that is, and he's a great advocate, it's a role that's so underestimated and, and undervalued. And I think it's up to each and every one of us to demonstrate what we can bring to the table and how we can actually be that right-hand person to the executive, but it's up to us. And as you've said in the past, which I absolutely love, Sandra, is you have to own your space and use your voice. And we can only do that. We empower EAs through the EA Circle to be able to do that, and no executive knows it all. But if we do step up and really understand and think where we can add value to the business and our executive, over time we start to get noticed and slowly we can chip away, but it's up to us to make that happen. Also, EAs are in that extremely privileged space where they're the eyes and the ears of the office, not the gossip. People come to the EA for access to the CEO. They see what's going on, but they're the only ones that actually know where the power lies and what the powerful are thinking, strategically what needs to change in the business. You know, Sandra, once we grasp that as an executive assistant, 
the sky's the limit. You know, we, we see everything. We can put together the entire jigsaw puzzle because each person of the leadership team, including the leader, the CEO, they only have a certain part or a certain portfolio of the business that they really get involved in when you really think about it. But for an executive assistant, we across everything. So we have the power to fill those gaps, connect the dots and make things happen. And that is incredible. That is very powerful. You know, an example of that that comes to mind is when I was with one of my companies uh, years ago, there was uh, an opportunity to meet a minister that we couldn't get access to. But all of a sudden, I saw something that came through my inbox. It was about if we host a lunch through a membership organisation that we were, we get an opportunity to have that minister in our boardroom and have people around that table that we choose to. So what did I do? I straight away emailed the managing director and said, hey, we have an opportunity to meet this minister. The investment is $5,000 for us to host the lunch. I got approval within 24 hours to go ahead with the lunch. We had the lunch. We sat the person that needed to meet the minister next to them. We won that opportunity that brought in $4 million in that business that year. And who made that happen? Me, the executive assistant made it happen. We all have the power to make a difference because we are across everything. So tell me about the evolution of the role from secretary to really business manager, business partner. You've got 25 years experience in the game. So talk me through that from your perspective. Look, I think, Sandra, it's all about being involved in the business. It's actually being involved in a strategic way. I mean, these days, you know, EAs have had to step up and embrace the challenge of being true business partners with their leaders by implementing strategy and influencing culture and driving change, which means understanding the business and knowing everything that's going on in the business, which means you're able to get more involved in discussions. And that doesn't mean always having deep dive discussions. But when you're across everything, you're able to ensure that the leadership team is achieving the expectations of the board. Everyone's moving in the same direction. So you're actually serious about your role, serious about what you're doing, how you want to be seen, where you want to use your voice, and identifying opportunities where you can add value. I think traditionally you waited, you know, and you were told what to do, what to type. It was very directive. Now it's not directive anymore. It's up to you to use your own initiative to get involved in the business, identify opportunities and to step up and make yourself heard. Would it be fair to say it was once purely transactional? Very much so. It's nothing like that now. So surely at the very core of this, what underscores it all is your relationship with your CEO. It's a partnership, Sandra. It really is a partnership with an alignment of values. So you're not working behind your boss. You're working alongside them as a partner. And that's been a huge shift as the role has evolved because, you know, executives have realised that the EA is their rock, someone they can turn to for anything and everything. Is that because they know so much more about the personal CEO as opposed to the professional? That's one of the reasons, definitely. It's no different to a relationship in your personal life. You're there for each other. You support each other. You inform each other. You, you know, give constructive feedback to your leader. Those are very important because the leaders can't do it alone. And also they don't know everything. Nobody knows everything. So very much a partnership, personal and professional. I guess part of the growth over the last 10 years from what I've seen is that the concept of the secretary no, no longer exists. But does it make you angry when you're dismissed like that still? It doesn't make me angry. It disappoints me 
but it also um, it actually gives me that gives me a bit of a boost to say you know what it's up to me to show that that's not the case so I see it as a very I see it as a challenge the only way we can change the way we're perceived is to change that perception that people have by chipping away slowly it does upset a lot of EAs that they're still considered as just a secretary or just an EA. But, you know, we could sit there and uh, get upset about it or do something about it. And to me, it's all about demonstrating what we can do by firstly being our true authentic self and also showing what we can do for the business, for the executive, for the people around us. Well, you're a leader in this space, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you. You're essentially an ambassador for EAs Australia-wide, and your mission is really to elevate not just their role, but also their confidence. And that's a big problem, isn't it, in this space, is helping EAs find their voice in the business in an appropriate way. Most definitely, Sandra. And, you know, one thing I've really learnt and I have developed, I'm a talker for the people that know me and passionate so much about what I do and sometimes I get a little bit too excited and ahead of myself. But I have learnt over the years in particular in this role and I'm going to use a quote that my wonderful boss John reminds me of every now and then and it's so true. Listen to understand, don't listen to respond. And I think listening to the people around us, really listening, and digesting and analysing what they're actually telling us, I think is really helpful in helping us break down so much that perhaps is still a bit of a barrier in the role and what we can provide. And with executives that aren't necessarily that forthcoming, I often say to EAs, chip away very slowly. Choose one little thing to do to demonstrate how much more value you can bring to the business. And a lot of times that works. Occasionally it won't, but you know what? It's like a relationship. Sometimes it just doesn't work. And if it doesn't work, it's okay. Find someone that you respect. If you don't respect the person you work for, it makes it very hard to build and have a very strong, successful partnership. And I think um, a real struggle in the space for everyone is always the imposter syndrome. Finding the confidence to speak up and say, I'm going to invite myself to that meeting because you need to hear from me. It's hard for many EAs to find that inner voice and speak up. It is hard, Sandra, but I think also what I do, what I've done over the years is I've self-reflected and I've thought, okay, my leader, you know, we've got a great relationship, respects who I am as a person, as an individual. Would they want me to bring something to their attention? Would I want to be told if I was the leader of the business, if something was happening that was important? And the answer is yes. So you've got to be true to yourself, but it's how you do it that's really important. I have never, no matter how, you know, wonderful working relationships I've had, I've never given my personal opinion. It's always my professional opinion. And I think that's what helps you to build confidence. But in terms of meetings, if you get to know the, the leaders of those meetings, the people who run the meetings, I think that's really important. You develop a relationship with them. When I started at Western Union before I joined the business here, because I was a member of the EA Circle for eight years before John asked me to, to join the business, but my corporate role before I did join, the executive that I work for, Simon, the first day I arrived, we went for lunch. I took with me, you know, my little pen and paper and I said, Simon, what keeps you up at night? You know, what's your plan for the next three to five years? If I understand what your thoughts are and what is keeping you up at night, I'm able to add more value to you. Now, Imagine that first day or two, that's the sort of conversation you're having with your boss. And then what I did 
I looked at, okay, who are the key stakeholders? Who are the people? Who are the leadership team? So I did the same thing with them and they were all over the world. I organised a half hour catch up on the phone, introducing myself, understanding what their role is, but also understanding my role and what I could do for them. Now that is gold, which meant I could get involved in their meetings. I could pick up the phone and ask them whenever I wanted something for my boss or for me or for the greater good of the business. So not only does it demonstrate and build your personal brand, but it opens those doors for greater success all around. You often talk about personal brand. We do in the EA circle. Why do you think it's important? It's important for many reasons, actually. Who are you? Who are we? What are we all about? Do we fit into that particular opportunity that's all of a sudden come in front of us? But how do you differentiate? It's no different to a CV when you think about it. How do you demonstrate who you are in a world that is very competitive? But also, how do you grow if nobody knows who you are and what you've achieved? What are the sort of things that you like? And that helps you to grow as a person and start to understand what some of your beautiful strengths are and what you love, what gets you out of bed every day. For me, uh, and we share this common goal with John, my boss, is making a difference every day to every person that we meet. And that's beautiful to walk away, even if it's a little bit of a difference that you've made. That's part of your brand. That's part of who you are. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. What do you love about being an EA? Being that rock for the executive that I work for and representing the business with them. Just being there for that person in every way I can to make their life seamless. You've got to bring a lot of heart to the job, haven't you? Oh, you do, Sandra. But if you, you know, actually, if your values align with your executive, it is a role that is so soul-rewarding. You you breathe and live that person, but at the same time, you're respected. You've got to be respected. You've got to be valued and you've got to, you know, be valued not only as a professional, but also as an individual. Having that support at work is really important. And if you're valued, Sandra, nothing's an issue. I'm happy to make coffee and I'm happy to get lunch for my boss, but also I'm that right-hand person to them when I sit in the room together, whether it's in John's office or if it's around the boardroom table. And you know what? You can make it whatever you want it to be, but values have to be aligned. I don't want you to name names, but have you ever worked in a place where your values weren't aligned? And can you tell me a little bit about that and what you did about it? 
yes, I did work for one executive that our values did not align. It was a terrible time in my life. But you know what? Attitude is so important. And I thought, I'm going to compromise to an extent my values, but I'm not going to actually compromise them. So, no, adjust slightly, move things slightly. And once I realised that wasn't going to help, I thought it's time to move on. What I did from that, though, is I thought, you know what, this shouldn't happen. An EA should never, ever be bullied and mistreated. So I put my hand up to do public speaking. I felt that because I was so sad and so hurt, I didn't want any other EA ever to feel that way. So I put my hand up for my first gig to speak at a conference. It was such a success that through that terrible time, not only was I healing, but I was empowering EAs to use their voice. And, you know, I turned a very difficult situation into a, an incredible experience by saving others from the same predicament and also helping myself to improve and to build my confidence again. If it doesn't work, it's okay, move on. Dee, is it fair to say a lot of EAs are still being and can be mistreated? It's easily done, isn't it? It is, Sandra. Look, it's not as common as it used to be, but it's still around. And being undervalued, underappreciated, and not really respected. And that's not on. What happens is a lot of EAs get caught up in the power behind this role. And if there's one more message I can get out there today is use that power to your advantage for your greatest success, not to be swept up with gifts or whatever it might be, and yet you're chained to the desk from 7.30 till 8.30 every night. You have a voice and you need to use it, but it's up to you to set the boundaries. No one should mistreat us and it's up to us not to allow that to happen. How do you respond when things are awkward? At what point do you speak up? It's difficult. It is difficult, Sandra, but at the end of the day, life is short. If I have a leader who doesn't respect the staff that work for him or her, that's not, see, that doesn't align, that doesn't, that grades me, that, that upsets me. If I have a leader who isn't treating their clients well or their leadership team well or says one thing and does another, why allow that to be part of your life if that's not who you are as a person? That's a choice we, we have to make. And that doesn't mean, you know, every leader or every business has to tick every box, but the most important boxes have to be ticked. We just need to make sure we're in that right environment. I would say more fool any CEO who underestimates his right hand. <laughs> I agree, <laughs> <laughs> We've seen in the CA circle so many great examples in the confidential bubble of where they've simply underestimated the power that sits at their fingertips and they just choose to ignore it or overlook it. I mean, more fool them. Absolutely. And I think, to be honest with you, COVID has really, yes, a lot of senior people have become a lot more self-sufficient from a technology point of view, you know, sending a Zoom meeting or whatever it is. But they've also realised how much support they were really getting when their EA was around. And they are missing that, which is fantastic. And this is the time also to reshape the way you're going to work together going forward. So that's a real conundrum for everyone at the moment, isn't it? COVID is you know, upended our world, the way we work, how we engage with each other and nowhere more so than in the CEO EA space. How does the EA stay relevant then if the CEO is becoming more self-sufficient? Make it your business to know the business more so than before because that way you can identify where you believe you can add more value. And also there could be things the leader has missed, but because you're involved in other parts of the business, you can inform them. Lots of businesses go through tough patches. 
What's your experience like when a business, you know, is wallowing in the mire of, say, media frenzy, bad press? How do you navigate that space and keep your CEO focused and buoyed? And how do you keep yourself buoyed in that space? Obviously, you're always very careful what you say, where you say. That's it's always a given. But I think when all is said and done and the door closes and it's just you and your CEO and it is tough and up and down, I think just remind them of who they are as an individual, as a leader. And sometimes we do need to be reminded what a great job we're doing when things are really tough. Does that answer your question, Sandra? It does. And I think what you're saying to me is that often being a CEO is a very lonely space. It's very much a lonely space. How do you explain to people that being a CEO is in fact often very lonely? How do you justify that? Well, when you think about all the big stuff that goes on in that office, who can they actually talk to about anything without risking exposure in any way or form? And that's where one, as an EA, if you're actually, you know, have a great relationship with your executive, you can have that conversation, but also have a conversation where you're encouraging them to reach outside that space where it is safe to actually share what they're going through. More and more of our EAs have developed in this mental health space where identifying when the boss is going through a very difficult time or any staff member for that matter. Have you ever found yourself in a position where you really think the CEO is spot on in behaviours, leadership and the direction of the business and yet that person is very misunderstood in the broader business and you're getting that feedback from staff where they're being accused of all sorts of things that aren't true. How do you navigate that space? I actually have that conversation with my CEO that has happened in the past, but because of the relationship that we have had, I've been able to be honest about some of the feedback that I have been receiving. But again, it's how it's done. I would actually ask for permission to share some of the observations, some of my observations and some of the feedback. But when you ask permission, and I think this is really, really important, you're preparing that person for a conversation that could potentially be confronting Yes, I have been in that situation and it actually has been life-changing. You've made them aware and it's up to them if they want to listen or not. You're so wise, Dee. Like you approach this almost with a degree in psychology and HR and diplomacy. Not everyone has that skill set. Thank you, Sandra. Look, you know, we only get one life and we have to make it work and count and meaningful and leave a legacy, whatever that might be. There's no point being different at home, different at work, different wherever. Authenticity is the key to everything. And the care factor is critical. Kindness is critical. Gratitude is critical. And I think even the most difficult people, when you give them a little bit of your time and you listen and you care, you know, I learn so much from every person that I meet. And yes, they'll learn from me and I'll learn from you, but that's how it should be. We learn from each other and no one's better than anybody else. And you know what? Even the most difficult people in most cases want to be heard, want you to care. And it goes such a long way. That is gold, Dee. That is gold. And no better way to wrap up our chat today. Thanks so much for your time with us here on Short Black. I love your messages. I love what you do. Keep doing it. You are Australia's ambassador. You are Australian royalty in the EA space. And forevermore, I never want to hear the word secretary, just a secretary, ever said again. (laughs) Thank you so much, Sandra. I wish you continued greater success. 
You have been listening to Short Black, a 10 News First podcast for 10 Speaks. To make sure you don't miss any of our great chats, subscribe in your favourite podcast app.